Today's show is going to be about the new trend, or maybe not a new trend, but the trend that's been picking up some steam and hitting a fever pitch known as intermittent fasting. And we're not going to talk about the merits of the actual fasting and whether or not it works and improves health. We will talk a little bit about it because I don't think Tony's looking at me with eyes like, (laughs) what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm going to explain what intermittent fasting is, but I want to focus this show on the financial benefits of this trend and get into the specifics as to how it may actually improve your financial health in addition to your own physical health. So let's get into it. You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell. Owner of the Dolphin Financial Group, alongside me is Tony Shore, and today's topic, Tony, is, like I mentioned, intermittent fasting and the financial benefits from it. So I have a feeling you have no idea what we're talking about, so why don't I begin by explaining what intermittent fasting really is? Well, the word fasting scares me, and I think you know that, Dan. (laughs) Are you sweating? It's, it's the air, I don't know air if conditioning it's the is working fine. Or the word fasting. <laughs> well, believe me when I say that it was new to me as well at some point, and I learned a lot about it, and I'm exploring it. But I want to, I'm I want to start the show by reminding everyone that I'm not a medical professional. I'm not recommending you do any of this. I'm just going to talk about the financial aspects of it, particularly for those that are thinking about doing it or or actually engaged in it. And what I'm trying to do is, you know, we talk about it all the time, Tony, uh, financial or retirement is uh, a successful retirement is based on increasing your income and reducing stress. And so I want to bring in this lifestyle topic today because I think it could be very important. And not that I predict things very well. I don't have a crystal ball, but I have a feeling that this intermittent fasting may actually pick up some major steam and could have a major impact on our country as a whole because of the the benefits. So why don't I first begin by explaining what it is, especially to the listeners that don't know what I'm talking about, including you, Tony. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, obviously I could probably use some kind of uh, uh, diet perk, and I'm always looking for ways to, you know, cut down and cut back, but the word fasting sounds a little drastic to me. Well, that's just it. It is about fasting, which means not eating, but I'll tell you something. This may be even easier to do than some of the diets that are out there. You, you've you heard these diets. I mean, Weight Watchers has been around forever, but you got like the um, South Beach diet, and then you have the keto diet, right? Or the Atkins diet was yep. big for quite a while. And so what happens is people are trying to, to lose weight by changing what they eat. The intermittent fasting does, it, it does matter what you eat, right? That There's no way around that. But what intermittent fasting focuses on is more about time-restricted eating, meaning limiting your window during the day, during the 24-hour period of the day, to eat only in a certain window. For instance, um, I'm experimenting with the 
four hour window. So I'll eat or, you know, drink any sugary, anything flavored. So either I drink water all day and I eat only during a four hour period, say from 3 p.m. till 7 p.m. And then I don't eat again until the next 3 p.m. So that means no late night eating, no breakfast, no lunch. I'm eating basically one meal a day. Sounds scary? Right. <laughs> it, it does sound scary. That's now, crazy. When I, uh, when I started this, I'll tell you, I was cranky. I get cranky when I don't eat. Yeah. And my wife would be the first to, to tell you that. Even my kids know it. That's, you know, that's how bad it is. But so that first few days when I started this, I was cranky. But I've gotten to the point now where I don't even think about it and it doesn't bother me. And I think that's the point. But why do people do it? Now, the idea behind it is you're you're stabilizing your blood sugar. You're regulating that insulin hormone. And the idea is by doing that, you're improving your heart health, you're reducing obesity, um, and you're reducing inflammation. There's, so there's a lot of benefits to it. And I'll let people go and research that themselves. They can. There's a lot of doctors on there that are talking about it. And you just go to YouTube and you, and you search and you'll find it. But the reason why I started it is because I have a, a friend who is very smart and is a medical professional, not in this field. And he recommended that he's trying it because of the cognitive functionality or cognitive improvement. He says it makes him think better by doing it. And so he said, you should try it. You have nothing to lose. I said, well, I have a lot to lose. I have, you know, at least 40 pounds to lose. <laughs> he said, he said, nice do it for the mental acuity. See what happens. Do it for the and man. I will say, um, it's working. So, um, I'm not going to debate whether or not intermittent fasting is the way to go, but yeah. And I, there are certain, obviously, like you said, we're not doctors. We're not telling people they should do this. And if you have type one diabetes or you have serious eating disorders, I've heard that you, you definitely shouldn't do this or any type of fad diet because uh, they can really throw you off. So, you know, if you're if you're not in those categories, you know, you should look into it. But like anything, you should really do a lot of research first. That's right. And there are a lot. There's a, I've been listening to this doctor who actually his focus is on older people with diabetes and he uses this to actually treat them. And so it's fascinating. Yeah. And so, but again, um, I was looking at it from a perspective of my parents and grandparents all had insulin issues yeah. um, in their life, diabetes. And so I want to prevent that in any way I can. So I'm looking at this, right? But I want to talk about it because there's a lot of people doing it. A lot of people are doing it. I yeah. think a lot more people are going to do it. And I want to talk about the financial benefits more so than the health benefits. There are financial but, benefits. Most diets cost more money. Exactly. So I want to talk about that because you could spend a lot of money buying the pre-portioned food packets from different companies and so forth. But I want to talk about it. And from a practical standpoint of the money saved and then also some other benefits, financial, not necessarily all health. So if you think about the way I described it, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but let's just say you eat the one meal a day. That means you're not eating breakfast or lunch. So right there, you're saving money, right? Right. Can we, can we agree on that? Now, I sure. don't know. But if what I the skip average breakfast person, and lunch rather than a couple of pieces of pizza for supper, I'm going to have to have the whole thing. That's fine. So <laughs> I'm not going to, no, I'm serious. Now I'm not telling you, you know, it's okay to eat 
junk. But the idea is during that window, you eat what you want. So you don't have, this isn't like we have to, you know, we, we obviously don't want to eat crap, but if you focus on eating healthy and good food anyway, um, just limiting the time window is the trick. And that's what, because the body's regulating itself during that fasting period. The insulin hormone in particular is the one that's focused. But let's just say you do that. You're not eating breakfast or lunch. So I don't know how to put a monetary value on it, but let's just say $3 for breakfast and $10 for lunch. Okay. Now, you also aren't going to be allowed, if you follow the rules, to snack during the day. And so you're not going to go downstairs and get the soda or the pop, as you call it. So wait a minute. I thought fasting was with food. You also can't drink? (laughs) Exactly. You can drink as much water as you want, Tony. But the idea is to not have anything into your body that will change, that will make your 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 system start working or your liver and, and all your organs start to realize, oh, there's something in my in the stomach. We need to process it. So you eliminate even the non-calorie uh, soft drinks because of that flavor, the, there's chemicals, there's stuff in there that'll make your body react. Yep. So if you don't snack and eat breakfast or lunch, you could be saving quite a bit of money. And let me let me put it in some real terms here. Yeah, $3 I- for breakfast, $10 for lunch, say $2 for snacks. And let's not say you do this every day. Let's just say you do it five days a week. And then on weekends, because you got social, I mean, you're with your kids, you know, you may want to eat breakfast with them or go out for dinner with friends. And that might be a little difficult. So the social awkwardness of fasting may, may overwhelm you on weekends. So let's just say you do this during the week. Okay. That's $15 a day, five days a week times 52 weeks a year is close to $4,000. Wow. Now, now some might argue, well, you're going to eat more for dinner because you're hungry. Eventually that'll balance out, but, and maybe you can then take that savings and spend it on better food options for dinner, you know, more healthy choices or fresh food. So maybe that 3,900 or $4,000 isn't, you know, real money, but I think it will be if you're already eating. Okay. And all you're doing is, is, is not eating the other meals and you're eating, you know, um, healthy food during the one meal. I think you're looking at about you know, easily $4,000. That doesn't factor in so many other things that I want to talk about. But if you just want the numbers, there's some numbers to chew on right there, which by the way, um, that's a nice little uh, IRA contribution for the year. Yeah. Wow. You know? That would be right? yeah, nice to put in toward your retirement savings and then watch it grow. Right. And so, the, but it the, the goes beyond that. You know, you might be on some drugs that um, cost you monthly because of health issues that may be solved through intermittent fasting. Let's let's just assume that it might, right? I remember it was was it last year or this year? I can't. It was recently where there were there was a ton of articles about how people can't afford insulin, like insulin. It was going to be insulin versus rent payments. Yep. Or insulin, right? I forget what the cost was. It was, I think it had to do something with Trump, obviously. It was like it, Trump's costing us more for <laughs> insulin, right? Right. Everything gets blamed on him. But um, so, but insulin is an issue, right? And it's a, it's a major, and, and just drugs in general, treating obesity, treating, you know, um, blood or heart health. If let's assume this, this, 
this um, intermittent fasting program or lifestyle changes that, think of the amount of money people can save on drugs. I'm not even going to put a number on it, but it could be significant. It could be thousands of dollars more yeah. per year. Now, what's happened to me and what I've seen with other people that are doing it is they're no longer eating because they have to. You know, I remember going to Disney with the kids and it's like, okay, let's plan out the day. This is before they had everything automated with like the cards. It was like you had to get the fast pass and you had to run to different spots and get your card stamped. And But it was always like, okay, we're going to go here first, then we're going to go there. And now, um, now we need to figure out um, now we need to figure out food. Let's let, it's, it's nine in the morning. Where are we going to wind up at noon for lunch? Right. We're always planning our day around food. And I think that's an American thing, right? So I'm no longer doing that. There's no more impulsivity. I mean, there's no, it is it, no more like, Oh, I need that snack. Or I'm driving. I'm going to get gas. Let me just run in and grab a snack at the gas station. So that's gone. So what is happening is I'm developing a disciplined mindset, and I think that's very useful for people when it comes to financial planning, financial lives. I think this might change their attitude about the way they eat, but also about the way they save money and the way they approach finances. It's a bit of a stretch, but I think this might actually help people financially as well. We, right. we talked about a Thanksgiving special we did, how giving and being grateful can change your uh, finances. Yep. Um, this is kind of like that being mindful of what you're doing with food. Not only dollars will go in your pocket from lack of outflow to buy food, but it might change your mindset overall. But the bottom line is obviously this is about health and improving your health. And we all know that being healthy can be expensive when you're buying the right foods and stuff, but being unhealthy can be equally expensive, especially in retirement. We always talk about how healthcare and uh, health costs are always going to be a major sticking point for retirees. Imagine being able to reduce the ex health expenses because of a healthy lifestyle through something like this that improves it, reduces the drug costs, reduces the outflow for doctors and, and specialist visits, and just overall improving your financial situation because less outflow for not just the food, but for the drugs and the medical treatment. So you could start to see how maybe this can be connected directly to uh, better financial health. Well, obviously, yeah, I can see it and it makes sense. So, uh, you know, if you can save money, be healthier, lose weight, uh, all positives, but you do, like you said, make sure you talk to your doctor uh, before you do anything like this. And it is fascinating how a trend like this, uh, I love how you take something like this that's a pretty big and growing trend and look at the financial aspect. So how many hours do I have to go without eating food? Well, <laughs> you know, you could start off slow, Tony. You can limit it to eight hours. That's the, that's a good starting point. Say, I'm going to only eat for during an eight-hour window. And, and that's not too difficult to do. If you like to eat breakfast, you eat breakfast. And then add eight hours, and that's going to be the last time you, you eat anything. Right. If you could pull that off, that's a good start. And then you can slowly tighten that window. So but I'm it, no so expert eat, on this. And then wait eight hours until you eat again is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no. It's you eat only during that eight hour period. And then you stop for how long? You stop. Well, you stop for 16 hours. You don't eat for 16 hours. Oh, wow. 
Okay. So you might find it easy to do that while you're sleeping, but, um, you know, so it, you know, if, if your last meal is at, um, say six o'clock at night and you don't eat until 10 in the morning, maybe that'll work. Something like that. Sure. Um, you know, so just think about it, but you talked about how, you know, how this health trend, how I bring it to, you know, focus on how, how to save money. You know, we're talking a health and dietary trends, saving money. I like to, I always think about it, but most people do. You think you see these shakes and these other t- things on TV, you know, even remember the, um, the elliptical machines, you know, you can oh, do yeah. it, yeah. you know, like they all cost money. Oh, so yeah. people, people say, Oh, I'm going to do this diet. Well, yeah. You know how expensive those, those shakes are or whatever. So people, eventually put two and two together and say, well, this is costing me, you know, and, but they, they're willing to spend money because it's their health. Here's a way to actually not spend money and do the same thing. So that's why I found it interesting. I always seem to bring things back to money. And speaking of that, I don't think you're going to hear too much from the medical community about this. Well, you're certainly not going to hear anything from big pharma. You're not going to see the big pharmacy companies, pharmaceutical companies promoting this type of uh, process using your using fasting to heal inflammation or heart health right because that's easy they how do they make money off of it they don't right um do the doctors make money off of it i mean this is this is kind of like the fiduciary rule in the financial services industry how we're supposed to act in the best interest like i'm obligated to act in people's best interests financial best interest right i think doctors are practically understood to do the same, right? They're acting in your best interest. Um, but if you're not taking the drugs and not having that management of uh, diabetes or something like that, where the, where the drugs are there and the doctor's meeting with you always, um, are they going to push it? Are they going to push something like this that cures it? I'm not being conspiracy theory here. I'm just saying, just understand that there's a lot of financial implications of this. I think it's pretty clear that as a, as a society weight has been increasing for us and obesity is becoming a major issue in this country. You know, we, we've seen it for years, decades, and we had Michelle Obama's big thing was healthy food, right? That was her main goal. So it, it's been a national issue and this might be the result, but I always like to look at the financial implications of something like this. And I think for the first time that I've seen that I've been watching this, because you know my mother was on Weight Watchers her whole since I was alive. I remember always seeing those things and having those, seeing her talk about it, and it was always an issue. And I can only imagine the amount of money she spent on those things. And I'm thinking to myself, this could be a big money saver for people if they explore it. So it's worth exploring, and it might be the difference between helping them health wise. Obviously, that's important, but this might be a big financial boost, not only because of the bottom line, saving money, but also change, like I said, changing that discipline, changing that mindset. And I thought, why not, why not talk about it? Why not share it and see what my listeners think? Yeah, I think it's great. Now, how can our listeners get a hold of you, Dan, and sit down and talk about their finances? Obviously, this is one great way to save money and get healthy, but I know that you do a lot of financial planning for folks. And how can we get that done? How do we get that ball rolling? Yeah, and and it's it's funny because uh, I talk about a lot of things that aren't traditional like financial planning discussions because I am comprehensive, and I do focus on retirees. So most of my clients are older, 
and um, and they like to sit and talk about these things. And sometimes we get off on tangents, but something like this, um, if they want to talk about this, I'm willing to share my experiences, but I'm no expert. I would definitely be able to give some resources on the topic, but it eventually all comes back to talking about your finances. And the easiest way to do that is conversationally with me. I meet people all the time in my office or at their home if they prefer. And we just chat about different financial issues that they're facing, regardless of whether or not um, they're doing a good job at it or a bad job at it. My goal is to listen and talk about it and answer their questions and to set up those types of meetings, which are which are no cost because I meet with people and I don't necessarily wanna push one way or the other right away. I get to get to know each other. And so those initial meetings that we don't charge for, people get to know me and decide, well, maybe I do wanna to continue to work with them. But the easiest way to set up one of those meetings is to go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and click on the contact button and say, yeah, I'd like to meet or call, just give us a call. The number is 888-508-5935. Well, you know what, Dan, we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you wanna add before we have to go today? Yeah, just to summarize, you know, there's so many medical benefits to this intermittent fasting trend. I don't see it as a uh, crazy idea. I'm exploring it, but I, I beg people to obviously proceed with caution and talk to their medical professional because that's certainly not what I am. But when you're dealing with something like this or anything that you're thinking of doing, consider the financial implications of it. And if you want to chat about the financial implications of an idea, that's what you should be talking to financial people for, professionals that are looking out in your best interest. And um, and someone like Dolphin fin- like me at Dolphin Financial Group, we will talk about these things, even though it sounds like it's out of left field. I think it's definitely worth exploring. But again, Tony, the reason why I decided to start with this was for the cognitive function. And I'll tell you what, Tony, my cognitive ability has gone up skyrocketed since I've done this. Because it was starting to, as soon as we started doing the podcast years ago, my cognitive functionality was going slowly down. I think it, you know the co-hosting might have been the issue, but um, now that I'm doing ah, this, uh, I'm going. I'm on that. the uptrend. Own, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't blame me because you're getting older. That's not my fault. Okay, so I have a challenge for you, Tony. Okay, how about you don't eat or drink until our next podcast next week? One week of fasting. All right, never mind. The bad, that was a bad So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how, about the, how about that weather? Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, maybe I can do the intermittent thing, 16 hours. That's That would be a more attainable goal at some point in the near future. Try it for a week. We'll talk about it if you do it next week. How's that? Yeah, let's bring it up and see how we've done. <laughs> All right. All right. That sounds great. Well, listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. 
materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, we cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.